This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture and I'm Juliet Jacobs. Strong community recycling programs can contribute to a healthy, united community and recycling programs can also help to improve water and air quality and are said to be building blocks for sustainable growing communities. So, Pajabat Adun Bukit Gassing has started their very own waste separation and recycling initiative in all sections of the Bukit Gassing constituency, allowing residents to separate recyclables and non-recyclables and they also have an ongoing cash for trash scheme. How is it going. I'm going to find out all about it from YB Rajiv Rishikaran, the Adun of Bukit Gassing. Welcome Rajiv, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rajiv. Always good to have you on the show. So Rajiv, maybe we can just start off very quickly with you telling us, you know, in the state of Slango, who is responsible uh, for solid waste management uh, in the state? The local councils are responsible uh, and that, that's how it's been for decades. The local councils collect the waste and send them to the landfill. Uh, in Slango, there are two landfill operators. Uh, one is worldwide under the, it's a GLC of the Slango state government and another one is operated by Brijaya. So the, but the collection is done by the local councils. Okay, all right. And um, does MPPJ, as far as you know, have to cope with, you know, significant amount of recyclable materials ending up in the mixed waste collection, which, you know, ultimately goes to the landfills? Uh, MPBJ does not uh, sort out what it's collected. Uh, basically, everything that is collected from your general waste ends up in the landfill. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is significant. Uh, most people still have not started recycling. And that's something we have to change. Okay, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was 2015. There was a separation at source. Uh, something called separation at source was formally introduced, right? Did that take off? Uh, I'm not very sure which particular one. Uh, there has been uh, various schemes and campaigns launched over the years. Ah. Uh, that could be one of those. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that really has been uh, by various, right? Some by federal government, some by uh, local government. Uh, there, there has been various. So okay. what what I have done in Bukit Gassing, mm-hmm. and it's probably the only constituency in Selangor to have done it is to make arrangements with KDEB. Mm-hmm. And KDEB is the waste collector uh, in the whole of Bukit Gassing uh, to collect the waste separately. So what KDEB does is it still comes by your house three times a week mm-hmm. as it used to and it does in everywhere else. Uh, but it collects all your waste that are in transparent bags as recycling material. And this does not go to the landfill. And all your waste, which are in other colored bags, you know, be black, blue, or your giant hypermarket bag or your Tesco hypermarket bag, uh, these are your general waste. Uh, this goes to the landfill. So uh, KDB is assisting, assisting us to collect the waste segregatedly. So they don't put your transparent bag into the general waste. Mm. And so we encourage all our residents in Bukit Gassing to separate the waste at home and to pack it separately. Put all your recycling into transparent bags so that it can be we can to recycling centers and spare uh, a final journey to the landfill oh that's awesome and do you ask them also to let's say put plastics in a separate one uh, you know your bottles in a separate one or just whatever can be recycled that all just goes into one clear transparent uh, plastic bag one one clear one. transparent bag see the whole idea of doing this is to make it as easy as possible for people to recycle. Mm. Now, recycling before this has been a challenge. Uh, you have to bring your recyclables to a particular centre. Now, there are many recycling centres in the Klang Valley as well as in PJ. 
you can collect them in your house and you can drive them out to a centre, but that's not the most convenient way for a lot of people. Yeah. And it does discourage some people from making the switch from starting recycling. The other way you can do it is uh, MVPJ has been collecting recycling from homes uh, by a dedicated truck, but that dedicated truck operates once a week or once in two weeks, depending on the area. And then people need to remember what are those days that they need to put the recycling out of the house. Mm, okay. uh, so what I have arranged with KDEB is that put your items in transparent plastic, in transparent bags. Uh, the reason we chose transparent is because it's the most unlikely bag anyone would use to throw rubbish. People tend to use black, blue, mm. yellow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are the more commonly used ones. So put them in transparent bags. Uh, that will help the workers to identify that this is a bag full of recycling items. You don't have to separate it. Put your paper, metal, glass, bottles all into one. And the workers will bring it to a sorting center. And that sorting center will then process all the items and send them onwards to the respective factories. Okay, that's wonderful. And I know that you started it with a few areas in the constituency, but now every single uh, area, isn't it, uh, in the Bukit Gassing yes, constituency? correct. That's correct. So we started off one section by one section. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we started off with the first section to see how uh, people will adapt to the system, and it was uh, well-received, mm-hmm. and we slowly rolled it out uh, in a manageable manner throughout. So we had to handle not just the residents, but also the contractors and their workers. So the workers needed to be trained. Uh, the workers needed to be familiar with this because it will be extremely frustrating for a resident to see their transparent bag of recycling items that they've been stickingly separated, being thrown into the compactor and get mangled in with all the general waste. Right. So we had to ensure that that wouldn't happen before we kick-started each particular section. So each section will have its own subcontractor with its own set of workers and we needed we needed them to be ready and trained for this. Okay. So and so now it's in all in all sections. And I mean, what has the yes, response? So, yeah, the response has been good. The response has been decent. Uh, I would say that this system has already know how to recycle or already is aware of recycling to make the switch. We're making it convenient for people to recycle, but there's still the next hurdle to cross of people who are not aware of why they should recycle. Mm. Uh, so now then we need to tackle that uh, level to bring up the rate of recycling. But for all those residents who desire to recycle or are aware of recycling, the system that we put in place in Bukit Gassing is as easy as it gets. In KL, recycling is collected once a week. So you need to remember which day the recycling gets collected. Uh, In many other places, recycling has to be brought to a centre, which means you need to drive it out, which is not so convenient. Mm -hmm. So in Bukit Gasting, you just need to remember to put your recycling out in a transparent bag. And other than that, you don't have to uh, change any other behaviour of which you throw rubbish. So I think that makes it as easy as it gets. Plus, you don't have to sort it into various different uh, paper in one uh, one container, mm-hmm. glass in one container, uh, plastic in another container. You can you can put it all together to make it easier for you to get started. Okay, that's great. And it's really good to hear. And you also have something called uh, Trash for Cash, right? That's another uh, initiative yes. that you've got going. Can you tell me about that? Correct. So after we started this recycling uh, by the transparent bag system, 
uh, I also realized that there are people who believe deep down in their heart that they should get some amount of payment for the recycling that they do. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to put these items in the plastic bag and give it away for free. Well, I respect that. And I, I know some of the environmentalists will not agree with it, but <laughs> it's practical that we also cater to this because it helps facilitate recycling. So we have tied up with uh, contractors who are paying the residents directly. So I'm not paying the residents from my pocket or from my state government allocation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the residents have been paid by the contractor, but we just arrange it uh, to make it happen where the residents bring their waste on Saturdays to this location uh, in Section 19 PJ. Uh, the lorry is there. It has been there since October last year, so it's nearly going to be one year. Uh, it's consistent. It's reliable. It's there, and you can bring your waste and, and get paid for all the plastic and metal and whatnot that you bring. Okay, that's really good. And uh, is there a particular type of uh, things that you can bring? Isn't it? They they do sort of you do sort all of recycling. all yeah, recycling. Uh, basically, if you're familiar with what can and cannot be recycled, mm-hmm. anything that can be recycled, uh, we accept in both uh, both locations. We we accept in the trash for trash as well as we accept it in the recycling at your house. Okay, that's excellent. And do you have any, I mean, are there any plans for like something like a trash to commodities program? You know, so developing advanced recycling programs that sort of create pathways for uh, collected commodities to be sold in the marketplace, you know, any of those sorts of things in the pipeline? Um, actually, the trash for cash would probably be superior to any trash for commodities. So mm-hmm. I think most people <laughs> value getting cash over getting points uh or, or getting uh yeah something that's equivalent that they could exchange uh and and we are catering to the both extremes of the market yeah. of society yeah. uh the people that want to get paid for it uh cash incentivizes them the most and the people who want convenience uh our system where you can put it out any day of the week uh conveniences them the the best. Okay, excellent. And I guess, you know, what are some of the other sort of uh, uh, benefits, you know, from having these sorts of programs in the community? You know, how has it helped your community? You know, what sort of like, uh, what good has it brought to you guys, I would say? Yeah. All right. So a lot of people in PJ are very conscious on the environment. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in PJ would love to do something uh, to help the environment. And this gives them an avenue. So before we rolled out these programs, uh, it is not convenient for someone in PJ to recycle. Uh, there are ways, and you, know, you can still recycle, I mean, separate your waste at home, but you have to drive it out to a center and send it there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no other way you could do it. Uh, there was some uh, news, the, the old newspaper men in some parts of PJ that they come to your house and they may take a portion of your recyclables, but oftentimes they don't take everything. They'll just take the ones which have a strong monetary value. Uh, So it wasn't easy to recycle before this. At least now we've made it easy. So if you want to do it, it's easy to do. Uh, Besides doing the recycling, we're also doing the composting uh, because about 40% of our trash is actually food waste. Mm. And we don't want this food waste to go to the landfill. Uh, So what we're doing... Uh, for especially landed houses is we are doing composting classes regularly. So nearly every month, we will have a composting class. We are encouraging people to come and learn how to compost. Uh, and it's very simple. A lot of the fears people have, it's it's difficult. I It just won't turn out. It will become smelly. <laughs> yeah. And if you come and listen to our instructor, um, and so far, 
we have not had anyone complain that these teachings have not yielded the results. What you would get is compost that is not smelly, uh, easy to manage, because there are formulas and techniques to do it right. And so we've been conducting these composting classes um, even before COVID came, uh, and we've resumed them this year uh, since the COVID uh, lockdown measures has eased up. And, and I'm going to continue doing that because if we can reduce food waste, we can reduce recycling, the amount of trash that's going to go to the landfill will drop significantly. Yeah, definitely. And so this has been great, uh, I guess, you know, in terms of uh, helping our environment. And are there any, I'm sure you're doing lots of research, you know, are there other sort of like innovative or inclusive schemes that are being implemented, you know, elsewhere around the world that you think could be replicated here, you know, that could, you know, be uh, something that our policymakers should really look into? Well, there are three things that come to mind. Uh, the first one is we need this. Uh, we need a more efficient way to to take away food waste. So, uh, food waste in compost can work for a lot of PJ homes that have land, mm-hmm. uh, and they can they can do it outdoors in their garden. But as we have a rising number of people living in apartments, condominiums, and especially the smaller units, the 600 square feet and, and such, mm-hmm. uh, composting becomes difficult. And so we need to look into other solutions. Uh, so right now I'm working out with uh, MPPJ as well as a num- couple of condominiums on how we can collect food waste from each unit mm-hmm. into a central location within the condominium. And then we bring this to a commercialized composting plant. So MVPJ has a commercialized composting plant in SS2. We are ironing out the logistics on how it's going to work. And we're going to try it in one condominium or maybe two as a pilot project before rolling it out to the rest of the condos in PJ. And I think that's very important to take away another source of food waste, which is not from landed properties, but from strata properties. Mm. Uh, The second one is... We need to explore using uh, food grinders. So you've seen in some TV shows where uh, food grinders are installed in the sink and food waste is put down the food grinders and this food waste goes into your indoor water system yes. and gets channeled to the sewage treatment plant and not gets channeled into landfill. So that might be a more efficient way. Um, I've had a couple of conversations indoor water uh, it is a slow work in progress, but I think this is a practical way forward for helping people reduce food waste. And, and you know, imagine if, if no amount of uh, leftover food, you know, be it raw food or cooked food, ever goes into a dustbin. It all goes into the grinder in your kitchen sink and it goes to your indoor water plant. Uh, one of the challenges in doing this is our indoor water plant must be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And the second challenge is that people's houses uh, must be correctly piped for it. So if you walk along the back lanes of a lot of uh, housing areas in PJ, unfortunately, you will notice that a lot of kitchen sinks are piped directly to the back lane drain, which it should not be. Um, No house should have their kitchen sink piped into the drain directly, but it is happening in a number of houses. So we need to address that. I think the third one is that we need this... um, circular economy mm-hmm. you know how in some european countries uh, when you buy a bottle you need to put in a deposit maybe a 25 cents deposit and then when you return that bottle back you get your deposit back and something like this is very much needed in malaysia it will definitely help uh keep things out of the trash and, and keep getting sent back uh, to the factories 
Okay. All right. Those, those sound like really, really, I mean, very sensible, very practical things. And I'm sure we've seen these working uh, elsewhere in the world, isn't it? So, yeah, things yeah, that we can we definitely... Have, we have. So, uh, it's quite common in America for yeah. the food grinding machine. It's quite common in Europe for the deposit system. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine that, you know, when you buy uh, every drink, every drink can, uh, every can drink, every bottle drink uh, comes with a 50 cents deposit. Yeah. People will have tremendous incentive to return the bottle back. Uh, to the shop and get their 50 cents back. Okay. All right. So I guess, you know, still a few major systemic and structural challenges, but I mean, this is this project, I mean, these projects that you've uh, initiated in Bukit Gassing, I mean, they sound like really, really wonderful uh, steps. Um, but I'm sure also that, you know, you are also going to put a significant emphasis on, I guess, continuous improvement and learning and things like that as well. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. I'm always open to feedback from my residents and uh, we can always fine-tune things based on their feedback. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Rajiv. Uh, any any last message you'd like to leave us with? Anything else you'd like to add? Um, easily 80% of our waste we can actually rescue from the landfills and we should start doing so because the landfills are running out. And if we don't rescue the waste from the landfills, what we're going to invite is incinerators, you know, waste to energy plants mm-hmm. would come in because we can't afford to give up more and more land to landfills as we move forward. Uh, there's not much opportunity left in Slango to build new landfills because no one wants landfills near their house. Landfills occupy a huge uh, size of land. We're not talking about one or two football fields, but hundreds of football fields at least for one landfill. So there's really no choice. We really have to be serious about reducing the waste that goes to landfill. If we can, don't generate the waste in the first place. We've got to find ways to reduce packaging waste. We've got to find ways to reuse things. Um, Europe has implemented a law forcing uh, handphone companies to, to, to make repair uh, options available to people and, and people have access to to manuals and guides to repair their devices and maybe some things, things like that should be available in Malaysia. But we have to start reducing the waste that we generate. It has to to cut down uh, and and recycling takes away some. Uh, Food waste takes away quite a fair bit. And for the rest of it, we've got to find uh, ways to to reuse less or or to to manage what we use. And and so we throw away less Mm -hmm. because... Ultimately, it's it's our own land, it's our state that we have to give up space for trash if we don't do that. Yeah, definitely. The, the number one rule, right? Just reduce as much as you can. Yeah, reduce is the best. Yeah. Okay. Reuse is the second best mm-hmm. and recycle only comes in third place. Yes. So it's actually not the pinnacle of it. It's actually the third place. Reduce and reuse are far more important. Correct, correct. And I, yeah, baby steps, right? Um, And of course, you know, just, just not add to the landfill. I mean, that's what we all do, right? Just buy, throw, don't think about it. So yeah, small baby steps, these things really help. Thank you so much, Rajiv, uh, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Rajiv Richakaran, YB Rajiv Richakaran, the Adun of Bukit Gassing. He was telling me more about the waste separation and recycling initiatives over at uh, Bukit Gassing. If you'd like to get in touch with uh, Rajiv, you can always email his office at help at bukitgassing.my. You can call them at 03 7954 7490 or just follow Rajiv on social media. I think you're on 
and everything, isn't it? Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, yes, Rajiv. Yeah, Rajiv from Malaysia. Yeah, even, even TikTok. Even TikTok. Okay, wonderful. Well done. So it's all Rajiv from Malaysia. <laughs> Just follow Rajiv from Malaysia to find out more. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash earth or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.